Hello world, we're Big Gay Nerds, and welcome back to what is going to be the mechanically enforced thrilling conclusion to this little arc of Under Hollow Hills. I'm Owen, your mistress of ceremonies, founder and director of Big Gay Nerds, pronouns are he and him. Joining us today, we have Fern. Hi everyone, my name is Fern, my pronouns are... Uh, he, they, and it, and my, uh, and I am playing Sinead Buchanan, the Seeker, uh, whose pronouns are Fay Fair. And then we have Pixie. Hi, I'm Pixie. I appear sometimes. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and they, them, and I am playing the Nightmare Horse, who is the Nightmare Horse. Pronouns, <laughs> they, them. <laughs> and Vanessa. Hi everyone, uh, Vanessa, pronouns she, her, and I am playing the Will-O-Wisp named Their Esteemed Excellence, number Q of the Great Quadratic Function, High Sky Flyer Miles, aka Scurvy. Alright, um, and so, previously, you've, you've all been sort of scoping out the goblin market, and have sort of been sticking your nose into some things, and, uh, got in trouble with the law just recently and managed to just barely worm your way out of that and we all came to the agreement that it was about time to start setting up for the actual performance so um the way this works it does i'm glad that i reviewed the rules ahead of time because it definitely works a little differently from how it did before the big uh 2020 winter solstice pre-release um but it's pretty straightforward. Um, first off, each individual person is going to pick um, the act they want to do. And um, then, you know, you all do it. And after it's all done, there's an additional stage. But let's focus on that first part first. The acts you do, you have a list of potential roles on your playbook. So those are all there, um, all nice and tidy for you. None of them have specific mechanical um limitations however based on what i have read um you will be perf your performance will come out as a um as a mechanical play as it were in fact the examples i see seem to reflect it as the standard sort of two play combo um and so you'll have to choose how you want to do that um i think that this is definitely a case where you're like your playbook specific plays are going to shine potentially there because those are like you know the things that are unique about you but you mm -hmm. can do whatever you want you can get kind of creative in interpreting how the different plays work um now the first thing we should do is decide who is playing what and in what order i have set up a playbill um for everyone that will allow us to keep track of all of this. And so, uh, so the first thing actually, Hmm. Yeah. I think the first thing to settle should be, um, are you the only acts here or do we want to add some NPC performers? 
I wouldn't mind an NPC performer or two. Yeah, I think that's that's what I was thinking, honestly, that we're like, you know, the three main weirdos, but, you know, okay. there's other yeah. ones. Do you think that, like, let's see, three obviously makes some sense, because then I could have each of you pick one, but also two, like a five-act performance does make a certain amount of sense to me? What sounds about right? Actually, you know what? I'm going to copy and paste in a list of potential NP- NPC performers from the oh, I'm excited. book. Ooh. Um, there is not there is nothing attached to these names, but they are rather evocative names. So, see if any of them jump out at you. And I'm just going to I'm going to put this into the the oh I should put this in the gameplay, into the gameplay Discord channel. Here we go. Oh, I love these. They're very good. Oh my god. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm just going to read these out for our listeners. Okay. Uh, we've got Annie Buckeyes, Bolly Bellow Bess, Bumblebur and Bitter Balm, twins, <laughs> Cobweb, parentheses, of fame, the Dandy Seed Players, Falsop the Goblin, Hatter's, uh, Hatter Cobb the Bootless, the Hazelbreak Wind Ensemble, Lady Rosemary, Mommy Sorrel, Much the Tom Tom, O'Chiron the Stone Swallower, C.P. Bloom, Timble the Plum, and Varys and the Family Oxbow. Yeah. So, I love this. So a lot of real stand-up <laughs> names. Um, and actually, you know what? I realized the first thing we should probably establish, actually, before we start planning anything else, before or because it's going to inform everything else... You have the because of how the mechan like the plays of doing your individual um, acts work. Um, it is possible to like change direction in the process. However, this is maybe a good time to think about what kind of performance do you think the goblin market is looking for, based it, on what you have seen about it so far. I should also note that uh, Pier Moon Tide is currently horse. <laughs> That's a good thing Still. to note. Yes. You're still in I, would have, I would have to use a move if I wanted to not be a horse, which which gotcha. is fine, I think. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I think the goblin market would probably want something messy, mm. uh, or at least like chaotic. Yeah, that chaotic def- sounds good. Okay, it, chaos definitely seems like something that they have a plenty here. So. That does mm-hmm. make sense. Um, so in light of that, um, out of this list, are there any names that are jumping out at you that seem like they would accompany this plant particularly well? I there enjoy... is a goblin there, but... That's true. I enjoy the dandy I... seed players. I feel like we should have some accompaniment. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. a musical act makes a lot of sense, so I'm just going to stick those on the list. I'm going to like rearrange this as needed, but... I also really like Bumblebur and Bitter Balm twins. I just get the image in my head of like a slapstick routine. <laughs> just, a, a, just an Abbott and Costello slapstick <laughs> act. See, I keep thinking of Annie Oakley when I look at Annie Buckeyes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, 
do you want me to put like those three on just because those are the ones that seem to be jumping out at people? Yeah, sure. that that sounds yeah. fun. Okay, Annie, Buckeyes, and Bumblebur and Bitterbalm twins. Honestly, the name of the dandy seed players immediately made me think of um, Over the Garden Wall with all the frogs that were in like oh, the band. Yeah, there's definitely some of that vibes. Yes. So, um, first off, let's let's talk about your own acts. You all have a list of potential roles you can serve. Are there in, is there any that are really jumping out at you at what you want to do? I should also note that some of these roles, and these are roles that can be applied to the NPCs too, aren't necessarily traditional performing roles there's stuff like um stuff like i forget the word concessions (laughs) selling and all that but that's still something you can do and like represent through your plays if you want to Um, i i have one that i've been thinking about and it could be perhaps a little bit meta but Mm -hmm. uh it i have my trust yourself to fate play Okay. And I'm wondering if I could have an act where I'm like blindfolded and there's a bunch of obstacles in front of me, <laughs> like dangerous obstacles, and I, like I use my like anime protagonist powers to bend. I think that is totally legitimate. But oh, first, yeah. you should like you should look at the list of your things specifically and see before you think about how you're going to execute it. Let's look okay. at like your things. So it should be on your playbook on the first page, I think. You're referring to place, I think. Yeah, place. That's it. It's under place. Oh, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I forgot it was called that because it's not how it works. I was like, roles. These are my. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's your your place in the circus. Okay, excellent. You know what? Technically, this is a pre release. If I'm going to give like a little feedback, I guess that part feels a a little bit vague, potentially. Mm -hmm. Well, looking here. I can definitely see from the places that I've got that if anybody's trying to set up for needing a uh, straight man, uh, my character would be very good for that, since it says always there as a voice of reason. Gotcha. So that's oh. a good bounce board there. Yeah. I also just realized um, there it does specifically say that the list of places is for inspiration as opposed to specific limitations. Oh, so, yeah. But like yeah. I was saying that that's something I could work with, definitely. Right, yeah, yeah. Also... There is there are some example ones which could also be useful for picking out acts for the NPCs. So I'm just gonna paste that in gameplay too, just to list it off real quick. It's acrobats, animal acts, barker and caller, bouts against all comers, clowns, feats of grace and beauty, feats of grotesquerie, feats of valor, guide and host, magic, music, novelties, refreshments, ringmaster, and tickets. Ringmaster is fun because I believe there is like a set the stage move, um, which is like just what a, a ringmaster does. So <laughs> let me actually uh, make. Well, well, I have the performer role, so yeah. I think anything goes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, so yeah, so um, so yeah, just as performer. So would you, what would you call that? Would you if we if we want to like describe that as something? If you're doing like blindfolded like stuff, would you call that like feats of valor or even like feats of fate? I think it would be feats of fate. Okay, I think that's, 
that's probably the thing. Everyone knows that this is a protagonist on their journey, and that's yeah. why this works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna jot you down for that. Uh, scurvy. Um, obviously, you've got the very clear in of your tumbling. Yes. Yes. Um, so is that what you want to go with? How are you feeling there? Um, I actually really do like that, especially since now I'm in like winter, so I'm moving more mm. like I'm supposedly moving more like a person, but you'll see. Uh- gotcha. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so should I just put like down tumbler? I don't know if there's like a specific description in your uh in your places that fits it especially well. Um, here, let me get back where I was because I scrolled all the way down like I was on a different character one for a moment I was like that doesn't look familiar what the (laughs) heck is that (laughs) (laughs) oh yep there's the nightmare horse here we go now I'm home okay Um, there's like clown juggler and tumbler um, for that and so, yeah, I was thinking, like, you know, some kind of, like, weird, crazy outfit and everything like that. <laughs> um, nice. Probably, if anybody wants refreshments, it's one of those things. But, you know, like, those, like, cartoons where they have the little squirting flower just open <laughs> your mouth. Squirt, squirt. <laughs> um, Moontide, what are you planning on doing? So the two that are on my sheet that seem appropriate are Guide, Opener, and Closer of Doors, or always there as a dangerous friend. Ooh, okay. And Ooh. I feel like either of those has a good vibe to like interface with um, with Sinead's thing. Yeah. So Ooh. so since like I'm specifically thinking about how this would work if you're like if you're because your act is sort of a thing onto itself right yeah. even if it sort of interacts with the others yeah. to me i'm seeing that as kind of like a more esoteric ringleader variant yeah Do you see yourself as potentially the person who opens the show that that could be okay you open and close doors That's doors true. could be curtains yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna put you down for like guide You've got editing access to this. If you want to add your own embellishments to the role, go ahead. Oh, where, where is... Oh, the playbill? Yeah. Okay. Okay, and so then let's quickly go over the others. So first off, we have the dandy players. So should I just put them down as, like, musical performance or something? Yeah. 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 Like, okay. the good accompaniment to all the shenanigans. Let's, you know, let's do a, let's do a quick review. What kind of fade do you think the dandy seed players are uh what if they're trolls Ooh. Ooh. I'm, I'm kind of envisioning like three like completely different ah okay a troll on the drums <laughs> yeah, yeah there, should, there, there could absolutely be a troll what kind of like what kind of music do they play typically I'm feeling like carnival I, music, something like something. Yeah. One of them. I was them, thinking something lively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like fun, okay. carnivaly. One of them probably has like a pan pipes or something. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. Carnival music. Like, Excellent. have you ever played the game Crystal Chronicles? Like that. I have not. Their mm. music. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is the best Final Fantasy game. <laughs> <laughs> the hot takes here. 
on what, beginners. Yeah. Someone mentioned Bumbleburn and Bitterbalm have slapstick vibes to them. Do you mm-hmm. think that they might be clowns? Oh, that would be cute. Yes, that would yeah. be cute. You can also, of course, incorporate slapstick into a lot of different performances, but I clowns think clowns do seem is like really good. Game. Okay, cool. And then Annie Buckeyes. How, what are you thinking there? I was thinking, like, like along Annie Oakley, just, like, trick shots. Yeah. Stuff okay. like that. Feats of... How would that fit in? Sharpshooting. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so actually, let's let's revert revert real quickly. So first, Bumblebur and Bitterbalm. What kind of what kind of fae do they do you think they are? I have to admit, the name like the first thing that came to mind is like bug vibes. To be honest. Ooh, oh, that would be cute. I, yeah, yes. I'm definitely seeing small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. So what, like two little like guys? Like cat-sized are... bees. Yeah, they're like little <laughs> bee guys that walk around, and they're like, it's they're, and maybe they're sort of they're sort of like cartoon bees, like like the bugs in the Thumbelina movie or something. Yes. 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 I like that. But they have completely completely human hands and feet for some reason. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Correct. <laughs> yes. And then they have like they're they're. They have hands as their top set of uh, limbs, feet on their bottom set of limbs, and then oh. it's just normal insect limbs <laughs> yeah. in the middle. That's fucked up, but also makes sense. Um, I love, you can't just say a Dom Bluth film and not have me get excited. Yeah, no, I understand. Did they also have, like, the cartoon animal noses? Like, I mean, I guess they're clowns, so they would have noses like that regardless, maybe. Yeah. Big red noses on these bumblebees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Annie Buckeyes. What if they're the tumblebees? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's cute. <sighs> Annie so, Buckeyes. What what vibe did you get, Vanessa, when you I were mean, thinking, like, what kind of fae creature? Oh, fae creature. Um, I was definitely thinking, like, a tall kind of, cr- of mm-hmm. uh, fae creature. Mm-hmm. Some kind. Um, could be more trolls. Could be something else. Could I don't want to guide things too much, but something did immediately manifest to me. Ooh, what? And I was picturing like a fawn or a satyr. <gasps> Ooh, yes! Ooh. I want a satyr. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And like, it is she like doing a cowgirl thing, or is it more traditional fantasy, but still with a cowgirl kind of vibe? Hmm. I want her to have a trench coat. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. A trench coat. Slap that right Good. on. Okay, yeah, sure. More she's... secret agent thing. I, I'm she's picked up like uh, like Wild Westish kind of. Oh, like, like a duster. Okay. Yeah, like a duster. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's that's good. And I'm also thinking like it's not in. She's doing like sharpshooting, but like, is she doing it with like flintlock pistols? Hmm. I like that. I was also thinking it would be cool if she had like a really fancy crossbow. Oh, a crossbow would be cool. Yeah, too. I was thinking more archery. So yeah, okay. I like a crossbow. Okay, okay, yeah, that's fitting then. 
I meant archery is where I would have gravitated towards given the setting. But since you like set up Andy Oakley and sharpshooting all that stuff, I assumed you were going for like six shooters. <laughs> it would Honestly. be cool to just give a fairy a gun, though. Okay, like, but like, wouldn't you be worried about it being like cold iron in there? You could assassinate someone like that. Like, well, normally the there's lead, boop, boop. so that's not a problem. Um, <laughs> now, what order do you want to put this in? I think it makes sense if Pure Moon Tide. It, is it possible? I know that we each have one act, mm-hmm. but like with opening and closing the show. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Here's the. Hmm. I think we can do this two ways. One, we can have like do one roll at the start and one roll at the end, or you could do one like a two parter at the start, but it will like it will still cover what you do at the end as well. How mm-hmm. what sounds best to you? I don't think there's any hard rules preventing that, necessarily. So I think it can just be whatever sounds best to us. And more importantly, what sounds best to Pixie, because it's her character. Hmm. I feel like closing isn't necessarily something that has to be, like, a part of the, like, show thing. Like, I can just do that after the performance. Um, that's that makes. Sense. I would focus on the opening. I feel like that's more important for show purposes. Okay, then who comes next? Do we want it to like alternate PC and PC, or do we want to like format it more based on just what makes sense in the fiction? I think I'd want to format it based on trying to like come up with a good, uh, yeah, based on the fiction and what makes sense. Okay, then. Then who do you think is a good follow-up to the introduction by Pure Moon Tide? I would say the Dandy Seed players to get that music going. and That way they can like kind of mm. fade to the back and keep playing through the rest of the acts. That but makes sense. Ha- but yeah, they have their opening. You get to see all their crazy shit. And then they like step back and then the next act can come up. And they've got that back up. That I sounds feel, good. I, like I feel that. like we should kind of set this up so that it's like building. So I think we should have the tumbler and the clowns Ooh. next, so that we get like the the comedic relief, and then Annie, and then Sinead. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Let me just do a little copy and pasting. So just to establish. Our playbill right now is we open up with Pier Moon Tide, the Nightmare Horse as the guide. Then you have the Dandy Seed players with music. You have Scurvy doing her tumbling. Then you get Bumbleburn, Bitterbomb, the twins as clowns. Annie Buckeyes doing feats of sharpshooting. And finally, closing out with Sinead Buchanan with feats of fate. That sounds very good to me. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that definitely sounds like it's like kind of climatic. Yes. Okay. All right then, let's uh, let's set the stage, as it were. Um, it is it is nighttime. I think that maybe it was starting to get into evening as of our last scene, um, but now the sun has well and truly set. Um, the sky above the meadow is huge. It is one of those skies you only get in just big flat areas, you know, and you see nods this... in Floridian, exactly. <laughs> um, just horizon to horizon on both yeah, sides. Exactly, it's big. It is full of stars, and because they're fairy stars, some of them like move around a little bit. Um, 
there's there's also like um there and those stars can get mixed up with like the fireflies because there are fireflies everywhere around here oh. um and because the meadow the because the meadow has like field mice and foxes and rabbits and the occasional deer and all that but their main inhabit its main inhabitants is bugs and mm-hmm. so like in the background there is just there has been like a continual drone of insect noises past the sound of the marketplace, but now it is like ramping up. Um, and you have all of these lanterns and like little ill-advised fires within the marketplace <laughs> that is uh, illuminating everything. And there's still like all of that bustle going around, but you have put out enough um general advertising that a bunch of the people have managed to pull themselves away from uh last minute deals in order to see your performance you have maybe not a full house but you've definitely you've got a house you know hell yeah mm-hmm. um there is ob- there obviously you have the uh king of the meadow there and they have just moved his throne <laughs> over <laughs> Um, <laughs> just yeah. picked him right up and then just walked him over. He didn't even it, get up. Exactly. Um, and uh, you, you know, you got the normal assortment of the goblins and such. Um, there is a quote-unquote plain Jane is seated <laughs> nearby, and she is sort of like she picked a um, she she picked out a very like normal seat but the people who are surrounding her you can sort of tell that she, uh, like a court has organically formed around her <laughs> um uh and people are like as like refreshments and stuff get passed around people are like intercepting them and like like offering it them up to her and all that <laughs> like she and she doesn't even know that her cover is blown. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is normal, surely. Yeah, Um, everyone gets free drinks all the time. Exactly. All the Um, time. uh, Just thinking over the other people we have seen about, um, I don't know if, I don't know if Orbo the Wizard is in attendance necessarily. They seemed like they had things going on. And uh, Grisselda the Troll is probably actually sort of lurking at just just outside of the seating just to make sure nothing goes on but also they've also like her various goons are probably actively patrolling the market at the same time to make sure no one takes advantage of the distraction and all that Mm -hmm. um and so you've you've got this big stage there was already a platform there but then Sinead made sure that you had like just everything you needed for like a full-on performance and i have to assume some curtains right yeah Yes. Probably okay. using, like, probably Scurvy had, like, another, like, chest full of just, like, various curtains <laughs> that, that they just pull out whenever they want. Like, various yeah. fabrics and, like, burlap and stuff like that. Right. Exactly. It's, it's a little patchwork is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Loving, okay, cool. Lovingly patchworked, but patchworked. Right. Um, okay, so you have there, and then so, um, well, uh, Pure Moontide, uh, how do you play your act? So do I do I need to use actual um You do you do use moves to do it, but okay. you can just start out by describing what you do. Okay. 
So Pierre Moontide, um, who is, again, currently in the form of a horse, uh, a, a large, um, kind of heavier draft horse, but still sprightly mm. looking and wild. Um, so they their nose edges through the curtains and they <laughs> proceed to, you know, use use their neck to trot back and forth to open the curtains. And then they turn to the audience and they bow in the only way that a horse can bow, you know, going down right. <laughs> the front half of the body. And they say, gentle, gentle denizens of the goblin market, the circus under Hollow Hills is thrilled to be performing at this this thrilling occasion, and you have all been waiting more than long enough for the show. We will have music to warm your soul. We will have tumbling and laughter to raise your spirits. But we will also have thrills to pierce you to your very core. Okay. So let's see. Um, Do you want to open this up by drawing someone out like uh like obviously seizing their attention is a part of that move Mm -hmm. um you could also consider this as opening up to someone if you wanted to you know play it that way you could even like do stuff like sniff the wind or size someone up if you wanted to like you know do that while you are addressing folks so how yeah how do you want to play this Actually, you know, could I could I take someone's breath away as a general thing? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's excellent. Um let's see. Well, let's let's see. The, um, the, the problem think... is I'm not sure that there there are two things that I can do. The first, like the will you close them against me that works really well, but if I did happen to mm. get like a high hit, there's not really anything else that I can do on a whole crowd. I think it's fine to have a surplus potentially. Um now now just to now just to make sure now pardon these things seem to tend to be set up as like a two play deal do you want to use that as your opener or do you want to do something else to set you up and then take their breath away mm, let me think about that mm. i think i think it's definitely set up here nothing here says that you need to do two i think the it's presented in two part things cuz the game sort of favors that conceptually i think um, if you wanted to just do one, I think that would be I, fair. I feel like drawing them out and then taking their breath away. I think that's a good, okay. good sequence of things. All right then. Well then, uh, let's let's start with that. All right. Oh please, dice! <laughs> I, for this entire game, I'm either rolled horribly or really, really high. So let's see. Fingers crossed. I'm actively crossing fingers. my real life fingers. <laughs> same. Me also. Four yeah, and same. three plus. Let's see. That that's for draw outs. I think I have a plus two to that. Yes, nice. I do. Okay. So. Okay. Cool. Nine. So you can Woo! ask me two questions. What are they considering? Where are they open to me? Where are they vulnerable? And where are they guarded? What are you forgetting, ignoring, or keeping from yourself? What do you hope I'll do? What are you afraid I'll do? And what do you expect and how do you feel about it? Mm. So, and this is aimed at just the audience as an entity. Where are you open to me? Where are you vulnerable? And where are you guarded? Okay. So let's see. Um, This is... 
okay, I think I've got a decent answer to this, despite it being kind of an abstract thing and applied to a crowd of people. Um, I think where they're open to you is um, sort of simply put, um, uh, just, I think kind of just in general, they, they like the nature of the people attending the goblin market is sort of as consumers, as it were, and you are presenting a novelty to them. Mm-hmm. So what they are open to is the idea that you are going to show them new and interesting things in this place that they have come to find and buy new and interesting things. Um, where they are vulnerable, um, I think that there is. I think that they are especially vulnerable to sincerity, is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they maybe they haven't been getting a lot of it at this place. There is a lot of shine in the goblin market, but you have definitely seen that like special things, like for example, like a, an heirloom really uh, reminds someone of their father, is the stuff that people like fight the hardest for. Mm-hmm. And where they're guarded is, I think, sort of a little bit of a paradox there, which is that um, they these are all discerning consumers. They are here for, like, flash and novelty, and even if they don't realize it themselves, sincerity, but they're also a little bit cynical, and they're prepared to have the fleece pulled over their eyes. So there's just this little inherent skepticism that they've got. And maybe I think that's a decent answer, because I, I realize I sort of answered most of those in a sort of generalist way, but mm-hmm. it was aimed at a crowd, so. Yeah. Okay. I think they are sort of guarded against the things they're vulnerable for, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, you know what, it might be more accurate to say they're guarded against, like, the Flash. They want new and novel things, but they've also developed discerning tastes about it. It's the, it's the sincerity that's going to pull it through. Now, for your second thing of taking their breath away, is that a part of the speech you gave, or are you doing a follow-up? Hmm. I think it can be a part of what you were saying, because, like, you, you said... you. It was clear that you were building hype there. True. You were trying to like get people entranced. True. So let me think if if I can think of anything else to say, and if not, I get you. At this moment, we live to serve. At this moment, all we wish for is to make your heart sing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, okay. Ooh. Roll to take their breath away with that, you sexy horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, dice. Please let me pull Ooh, this dice, off. Please. Seven plus two. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And so you get to you get to ask one question, right? And that, Out of the yes. list. And that the question that I will ask is at this moment for me the moon rises and sets in your eyes. Will you close them against me? And they will not. Every every eye in the house is like wide open on you. And I th- like you said that this is you established this was like sort of a wide burst shot, as it were. But it is entirely possible that like quote unquote plain Jane think, <laughs> thinks of this as aimed specifically at her. <laughs> okay, so um, I think that like I don't know if you get applause for the introduction, but the the bated breath that you get. Is yeah. is like applause enough 
for you. Feeling the air just you, kind of like yeah. everyone inhale Crackle. at once. Yeah. You, like you literally took their breath away is the thing. Like it's <laughs> like for a moment, it is just the sound of the crickets and all that outside. Yes. Um, I have okay. it. <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> So then do you like just like as trot backstage? I think for the rest of the show, um Moontide kind of like trots like sort of in a circle around the the crowd, like outside of the stage, not blocking it. Gotcha. Not staying okay. in one place. Just kinda Interesting. Okay, cool. Um Alright, so after you do that, the dandy seed players come out. Um as we described, let's see, there's they they got like i'm picturing sort of like a sort of a tall pot-bellied troll like shaped like a gourd almost you know awesome i love um, i love got got like a big old set of drums you have a um let's see i think there's just like a st- like an like an elf ass elf on panpipes or something hell yeah. Um, yeah but like a little like maybe a little like rank and bass flavor to that you know mm-hmm. it's not like it's a little less like Tolkien elf than it is a little more like sprightly, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um on what what would be do you think they need a string instrument? Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. Maybe like a fiddle. Yeah, a Ooh. fiddle. And I think um my automatic assumption there is like what if it's sort of like a not not necessarily like a a per not necessarily like an anthropomorphic cricket in the same way we were talking about the bumblebee guys, but just like a guy who somehow has all of the like attributes of a cricket. Like he's got really long hair that's pulled back in like two ponytails or something. Ah, that's so I cool. love that. Yes. And like long okay. spindly legs. Yep. <laughs> but short. Um, I, I want them to be short, but their legs are really yeah, yeah. long. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, maybe they've got like a, they've got like a little stool they sit on and their, their legs are like crossed. Yeah. As they as they yeah. play, and like maybe one, and like it's not doing anything sound wise, but maybe one of the legs sort of like moves up and down as they fiddle. Um, I think maybe the panpipes guy is sort of their leader, and was like, "Thank you, Goblin Market, uh, for our fir- uh, to show that we are not only performers here, but patrons. We shall be making use of a songbook." Uh, 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 stolen away from the mortal lands, written by a broken-hearted musician who fell in love with a dead girl after reading her diary. And they start up their sort of, like, lively, uh, like, little circus music, and they start singing um, The King of Carrot Flowers, Part 1, from Neutral Milk Hotels for an Airplane <laughs> Over the Sea. And... The- <laughs> And that and that's that's what happens. I think I could roll for these guys, but I want to keep the spotlight on you. So, um, moving and and as established, the, they'll you know they'll keep on doing stuff in the background. Um, up next is uh, scurvy. So, um, scurvy as the tumbler. Mm-hmm. What uh, what are you uh, like? I mean, how are you playing this? Like, like you can describe as much as you like. Go for it. <laughs> um, I was definitely thinking of a specific like circus outfit, like tight to um, to, like to the body, so there's all like stretching and whatnot can be done, and it accents it. Um, I also was kind of thinking 
that even though uh, scurvy is currently in winter, like, and they have like a, a humanoid-ish body, um, they can still kind of like stretch and move in ways that really that body should not be able to mm. do <laughs> um, because scurvy might have thought bones were optional. Um, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> or just that bones are made out of rubber. That's kind of complicated. <laughs> but um, essentially, like as like the music is playing, like Scurvy would kind of like bound on to the stage and like do like some quick little bows to different sections of the um of the crowd, kind of bobbing their head as they go to make it really distinctive, like down, up, down, up, down, up, like that. And um, we'll kind of just start with some simple little tricks, you know, like first off, starting with like little cartwheels, little flips, uh, little stretching things in here and there. And then we'll just kind of start like gathering items from like off stage to build little piles that they just start jumping over and like tumbling over and rolling over. And then the piles get bigger and bigger and they really <laughs> should not be able to stretch over that, but they're doing it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So do you want to, um, so do you want to just do this as like sort of, again, do you want to do this as just like a flat out trip gaily or do you want to like do something to set it up and then follow up? Or do you want to use the trip gaily to set something up? Um, let's see. Well, I was in terms of like the performance part. Cause they were talking about like during the show, you choose one or something. Right. Um, the one you that, mm-hmm. yeah. no, no, you go. Uh, well, you can, you you can do you can do it as like a two parter thing. Basically. Yeah. Um. So essentially, I think Trippet Gailey going first would be good because the okay. next thing that I wanted to do after that was uh, captivate the audience as a whole, inspire inspiring them to is that largesse? I don't yeah, know how to pronounce I that. Think, I think that's the word. Yes. <laughs> yes, but yeah, uh, Scurvy wants more money. So okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So sure. Like hit me. Hit me with your trip in a gaily, then. All righty, all righty. Because we know this is going to take a minute, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did also want to mention, if it succeeds, um, I would like it, actually, if, like, the fireflies from around start to, like, join uh, Scurvy on stage. I think that is very, I think, at least if you roll decently, yeah, that is just decently. likely to happen. Nice. Okay. Uh, it's 2d6, right? Yes. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Trippigaily. It's in gameplay, okay? Oh, oh no! no! <laughs> you have to okay. do it to rhythm. Your so, sight reading knowledge is going to have to come in handy. <laughs> okay, I'm going. To, I'm, I'll give you a minute to like plot out what you want to do first. Okay. Um. Also, I will say, you know, just a little bit of advice. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not. You know what? I don't. We didn't. She rolled a five. Yeah, to, I rolled just to a let five. Everyone know. Yeah. So <laughs> good old five. As you might remember from last time, that means I'm going to have to like count out a rhythm, um, and you're going to have to do your thing along with it. I will say, if you want to make it easier on yourself, you can just pick a short performance. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Let me rewrite over it real quick. In the meantime, I will try to remember how to do a rhythm. <laughs> I'm sorry I stole all the breath and all the luck. Hey, you know what? I've had some great roles. It's about time that Moon Tide got something here. <laughs> Besides, Scurvy's towards the front of the circus, so hopefully if the later acts are good, 
Yeah. No also, it kind of makes sense for Scurvy, who has just stepped into winter, to be like, ah, <laughs> not used to that elbow being <laughs> Yes. Oh gosh. Are oh maybe bones aren't optional. Oh, and man. also just and also because of like the reasons she fell into winter, maybe she's like the spirit of it is a little maybe she should have now that I think about it, maybe she should have taken Sunid up on that offer. Now that yeah. I think about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it fits fairly well. Okay, here we go. Okay, so you ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I one, leap two, to the three, top one, two, of a. Three, like, am I supposed one, to like doing it faster than that or no? Uh, like to the rhythm, and I'll oh. give you, I'll give you the mulligan on that also. Okay, good. So, so like to the rhythm, like I'm saying one, the full two, thing three. in like one uh, measure. Yeah, yeah, basically. One two three, one two three, one two three, one two three. I leap to the top of a pile of lamps. I roll back to the bottom. I strut to the fireflies. I swoop to the floor. That's kind of it. Okay, that that's all good. I'm not. If you mess that up, I'm not good enough at music to tell. So okay, so yes, you put on a like. So your initial performance is pretty short because you recognize your shortcomings, but you you now have a chance to to do that other thing you wanted to do, so. Yeah. Okay. Let's so what's see. your follow-up there? All right. Let me scroll all the way back down to that. Here we go. All right. So I wanted to uh, captivate the audience as a whole, inspiring them to largesse. Um, so basically I would be doing a uh, call for a show of support. Um, yeah. Wait, is... Oh, wait, are you... Are you looking at a play here? I was. I thought I was. What? What's? What is this? Where are you looking? At um, this? I'm looking under. Um, I was looking under the power of your performance because it's a during. The yeah, show no, 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 no. That comes after. Oh, that I'm comes sorry. after. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's okay. Do you want? To, well, do you want to do another play then? Yes. Um, if that's the case. Okay. Let me. Yes. You can obviously, uh, you can greet them with on its joy. If you wanted to, like, take someone somewhere, you could. Ooh. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's all the I just realized moves, that but... you could sing a song and make everyone turn into winter. Yeah, I could, in fact, do that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to, you know what? I've really wanted to try to dare them to follow you since that's so Ooh, okay. like, you know, like okay. title thing for those things. So are you like, are you like taking a volunteer from the audience? Yes. Okay. Um, um, are you aiming at anyone or are you, is it an open invitation? Open invitation. Anyone. Okay. Come then. So uh, just, just for the sake of it, because we are doing like this as a performance, how do you, how do you do this? Uh, you know, after my uh, bit of my fumble, but you know, just kind of brush that off the shoulder. Uh, <laughs> just being like, and now for my next part of the act, I need someone to step up and join me. Who would like to be a part of the magic? Well, that certainly counts as a dare. Yeah. Um, let me just pull up my NPC list real quick to see who is the most likely to jump for that sort of thing. So, okay. So, um,. The per- like there is like sort of a murmur, um, and like maybe you see like one or two people start to stand up, but then someone like literally physically like jumps out of their seat 
and lands in front of you, and it is Madame Croakthrower. Oh, oh my and god! I'm going to give you this one for free. This is not something you need to read. You've been you've been doing circuses long enough to know that you know what it's like when a like someone volunteers for like a performance and they are doing it because they don't think you're they don't take you seriously or think you're very good and are and are either doing this out of skepticism or a potential to like show you up or something mm. um she she sort of stands up at her full height which is actually significantly shorter than you now <laughs> than it was when when you first met yeah <laughs> um and she sort of like crosses her arms and uh i think what she like says um is um like all right let's have it mm. <laughs> so um i think now it's time for you to roll yeah okay here's hoping that the dice are nice to me if not uh-huh. all. <laughs> i've got other people to back me up it's fine okay let's see da, 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 da. let's go back up here fingers crossed that works. An eight. Okay. So I've not taken a close look at this move, but I probably... So why don't you just read it out to me real okay. quick? What's the result on an eight? Um, well, on uh, on any hit, I get to choose one of a following list. Mm. Um, so there's about one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six options. Um, the first one is ask them where their uh, greed, lust, or ambition would take them. You choose one of them. You know a secret way there, and you take them there unchallenged. Uh, ask them there. Ask them where their heart, dreams, or fate would take them. You know a secret way there, and you take them there unchallenged. You lead them to a wonderful treasure. Ask the MC what and where. You lead them to a trackless place and abandon them up to their knees in cold muck <laughs> water. You lead them to the best seats in the circus, and later they'll find out that they paid a premium to sit there. You lead, <laughs> you lead them wherever you want to, where. Okay, cool. So which one of those are you going to pick? Hmm. Now, obviously, you could do this to screw the person who doubted you over, or you could do it to impress her. I know. I'm going back and forth on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The possibilities. Ooh, the possibilities. Um, you know what? I'm going to have Scurvy be nice because they're in winter and not petty. Okay. Um, <laughs> if they were in summer, oh my God, she would be in a fucking, uh, she would be in an old swamp. Um, <laughs> um, so I guess it would be the ask them where their, uh, you know what? Ask them where their heart would take them. Okay. Um, I, f- <laughs> I, f- I, f- I don't know if I'm going to cut this aside or not. I feel like this is a good opportunity to have like, to basically do like the last scene of Ratatouille here, <laughs> where you get the person who's skeptical all this time, and then you expose them just like their secret like childhood dream yes! or something like that. That um, would be so cute. That would be cute. <laughs> um, she's like, I've always wanted a horse. We have one of those. <laughs> just put her on a fucking okay. horse. <laughs> okay, so I think I think that she like responds to you. In, in sort of her attempt to do what she was going to do, which is like to um, like like coming up here, like to show you up, she sort of like like sighs 
and says, um, like, you know what? The thing I was really looking forward to for this performance was going to get a chance to show off my cicada chorus, who I have been training for the 16 years <laughs> it needs for them to dig out of the ground. So if you can take me to somewhere where uh, anything like that, that'd be a pleasure. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, in that case, since this was a um, a successful hit, um, I just, I know a secret way there to... Okay, how does, this, <laughs> how does this manifest? Do you, like, take her by the hand just, like, backstage? Do you, like, literally fly? How does you this Do you raise out? your hands up and the cicadas <laughs> rise out of the ground? And how will you specifically... You know the place to take... You know the way to take her there is the thing. Yeah. So. Um, I guess my question is, are they still on the ground? <laughs> I, I would say that if they were ready to perform, but then you kind of usurped them, presumably mm-hmm. no. Okay. Um, no wonder why she's so upset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a 16 fucking years in King of the Meadow. What the fuck? Maybe uh, if she you had a stopped frog? To- is she going to eat all of them afterwards? <laughs> She is a frog-looking goblin. So well, maybe. maybe. <laughs> so. Man, we should have talked to her. Oh, well. We'll make her dreams come true. Um, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I did. You did. You really did. Um, so basically, at that, uh, Scurvy kind of does another big sweeping bow and holds out a hand for um, uh, Madam Croakthrower to take. And then kind of pulls her into a quick little dance number like on the mm-hmm. stage and then spins her out to uh behind the stage so she basically like spins off the stage right to um where because you take them there on challenge would they actually be performing could i say that Ooh. okay so let's see so you're currently leaving the stage is there any specific writers in like the eight up result regarding when you can go back no, um, it only has for a 10 plus hit and a miss. Okay. And what's the variation on a 10 plus just to get an idea of like where you're, what you're dealing with right now? On a 10 plus hit, in addition, they're beholden to you for serving so faithfully as their guide. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, so I think that like where they are is probably like, um, surprisingly far from the market. The place you wind up is, like, at the edge of the forest that is bordering the meadow. And um, you've got this, and you've got these, like, big old trees saying there. And, like, clinging to these trees are these, like, the most impressively fat cicadas you've ever seen. <laughs> um, these big, bulgy-eyed guys. And as you do show up, they do start to, like, they start to, like, hum but like each one has a slightly different sort of tune and it's almost like a giant like theremin is being played um and so one you do get a chance to like appreciate that i think that um but like so did you ask do you want to come back with them is what you uh yeah is what you meant Okay, then. So I think, like, that happens, and I I think if this was, like, a show or something, like, we see that, and we see, like, um, Madame Crookthrough's, like, eyes, like, welling up with pride, and then we cut back to the empty stage, and people are sort of, like, chatting amongst themselves, like, hey, what's happening? And then you, like, burst back 
from behind the stage with the cicadas flying after you, putting on their big performance. Yes, I like that. Yes. They should do it with the dandy seed players. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes! Uh, that's very good. I love them. Okay, excellent. So that was that was great. Up next, we get Bumbleburn, Bitterbomb, the clowns. Um, they they trot out, and there's you know there's two of them. They are quite small. I'm trying to think of something funny that they can do as a result of that. I think that when they come out, like each one is like seated in a boot, and they are like hopping in a way that makes it look like an invisible person is walking. Um, and then like one of them like one of them like steps on the other one's heel, and the other one turns around and like does like a kick. <laughs> with it and like that that i don't know if that's their whole performance but that's like their opening thing and oh. i think you guys have been traveling these guys for a while they have got this they've got the boot thing down to an art it is their <laughs> thing you can practically see the legs attached to the boots yeah exactly ooh when they're done like uh you know tripping on each other they start to like do tap dancing yeah, rapidly to the oh, yeah. like bad tap dancing <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Tap dancing with, like, hitting each other at top speed as exactly. much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, in typical, like, comedy slapstick duo bit, like, Bumble Burr is the kind of, like, benevolent but clumsy one, and Bitter Balm is the one that's maybe a little more competent but, like, lashes out at Bumble Burr more often. Yeah, I like Very that. good. Yeah. Okay, so that goes on, and it's clowns, you know. It's, you know. Yeah. They're funny. Like you can't you can't beat it. Um Annie Buckeyes What's comes better out. than this? Just exactly. clowns being clowns. <laughs> Annie Buckeye comes out with feats of sharpshooting. Now what kind of how like what's being done to make her sharp sharpshooting like cool and impressive? What kind what does she have for targets? Uh I don't know about targets, but I think it would be cool if she did, like, the, oh, I'm going to hold a mirror uh, in front of my face uh, and, mm. like, bend over but uh, bend over to look at the mirror and, uh, like, shoot something while not looking at the target at all. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, like, that sort of thing. Like, I'm looking in a hand mirror and putting the crossbow on my shoulder and shooting it from the mirror. Gotcha. Okay. For targets, I know I was thinking of, like, it starts off, like, bigger, like, respectable, you know, big things that you could relatively easily hit. And then as more Mm -hmm. sharpshooting goes on, the smaller and smaller and smaller it gets until she is literally shooting thrown up Buckeyes. Yeah. Oh, Um, that's so cute. There's so much, like, fruit and stuff at this market. Maybe, like, there's watermelons, but then she, like, starts working down to, like, pineapples and (laughs) apples and, like, grapes or whatever. Yes! I love that. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's excellent. It would be um, funny if somebody came forward, perhaps Pure Boon tied with an apple daintily uh, balanced <laughs> on his head. <laughs> or Pure Boon tied could, like, kick it up. Ooh, oh, that's man, really yeah. good. That is very good, yes. Um, that's so cool. Yes, and then finally, Sinead. So, you have your. How, how do you play this? How you come out on a stage? All How's right. this going to go down? Well, my first move is going to be declare my wrong to them. Oh, shit. You're yeah. just going to come out on the stage and say, like, your dad was kidnapped? Yeah. I'm going to be okay. like, I was seven years old when I last saw Colin Buchanan. 
my father and I'm holding the wrench in my hands. Oh, shit. And some of them get confused and think that the wrench is your father. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Maybe one or two. But yeah. I think that I think that if they're in the I think that if they are in the audience, the merchant who sold it to you would be like, "Oh damn, I could have gotten more." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you could have because I didn't haggle. Uh, so I kind of spin the wrench around my finger and throw it in the air. This is his is one of his tools, and I gra- and I it falls into my hand. Um, this is one of his tools, which I have found here in this prestigious market. Um, and then I'm going to just continue to like tell the like the 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 story of this being my fate that I am here because I am setting up my act. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. like. Pure Moontide and probably Scurvy are like setting up like I don't know some swinging knives or something. <laughs> some fire, yeah. Some fire stuff Fiery like that hoop. behind me. Yeah, that's that's that definitely sounds good. But um, I'm like telling them the story that I am okay. on. Well then, roll roll that move first. Ooh, okay, solid opening. <laughs> so that is declare you're wrong to them. Which I have a plus two on. So. Eleven. Eleven. Woo! I got a ten plus plus. hit. So let me figure out. So basically, uh, I'm going to the sheet right now. But I think that means that they are insulted on my behalf that someone would steal my dad. Oh, shit. (laughs) Someone would steal Um, your dad. Well, um. I th- I think you get some like indignant gasps from the audience. I think yeah. that like I think I think that like especially the fairy nobility in the crowd, like the king and uh plain like plain Jane might like stand up a little like like clenching her fists at this. Um, <laughs> and I don't, now yeah. I think that, I am like, on yeah. I think that I don't think there's anything any other additional a consequence of this but i think that like because i don't think they're obligated to go seek it out but yeah. i think that if they ever did find out who did this they it would be on site <laughs> oh, cool. oh, or at nice. least they'd tell me about it if they got yeah. things they would like be like i Definitely. need to contact the underhill Cir- hollow hill circus yeah and then That's a- yeah so what I do is as I'm like finishing my tale and explaining that fate guides me wherever I go, I am a human on a mission and I am here to show I place the wrench on one side of the obstacle course that has been set up and mm-hmm. I move myself over to the other side. So oh, like shit. it is on and I like I think I actually hang the wrench from like a hook that's from one of the rafters. Right. Uh because I'm going to and then I uh, uh scurvy if you if you don't mind and uh scurvy mm-hmm. give, gets me blindfolded. Yeah, just like makes a show yeah. of it pulls out like a long like bright colored scarf from like their from nowhere. Their, literally from <laughs> nowhere because this is like a yeah. skin tight like circus outfit they're wearing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just pulls it right out and then just okay. like wraps it on and puts like one of those like really tight um 
like sailor knots on the back, so it All definitely right. won't move. Okay then. Well then, make make your roll. I'm very invested in this now. Same. I am too. If I if I fail, I'll be so sad. So I am going to trust myself to fate, which again has a plus two on it. Eight. eight. That's oh okay. Okay. So on an eight, um, go off on your instincts and roll. Um, on any hit, your fate in good luck's disguise will lead you through, lead you on, lead you back, turn your enemy aside, reveal you. I want it to lead me through. I don't need yeah, to read yeah, the whole yeah, thing. That's, yeah. I did it the last time. On yeah. a seven to nine hit, though, your fate or luck includes some cost, some loss, or some inju- injury. Okay, well, I think the very clear answer to that is you do get hurt while you are doing this. Um, like, what, and, and I think, I think that doesn't necessarily spoil the performance, because what happens is you get hurt, and then you keep going. Mm-hmm. But I the, do, yeah, I do The audience know, gasps, but I yeah, play it off. Because it is your thing, what do you think gets you? I think as I jump through a hoop of fire, oh, damn. like, my, my sleeve catches on fire. Okay, then. Um, and is it possible that the real cost here is that it burns some of the jacket, which is so precious to me? Oh, yes, yes, 100%. I was about to look up how, like, injuries can work for mortals, but that makes perfect sense. Yes. Ooh. I think maybe you, like, keep going as it burns, and you can only put it out, like, once you get the... Once mm-hmm. you get the... It off. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that maybe... It, I think a sleeve is messed up. Is and how it looks. When I get to the end, like I do a flip as I get to the end kind uh-huh. of thing, like a tumble or something, and I stand up with my arms up, you know, the way that gymnasts do. Yeah. Uh, but my but my right hand just hits the wrench and my fingers wrap around it. Nice. Nice. That I, there is you get you get applause for that. Yay! There was, there were, there were intense personal stakes. There was risk. There was like actual, like there was cl- something close to violence, and then there was like fate shining through. I think that this gets eaten up. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, all right. So that is the end of the performance. You have definitely done well. You have even managed to like sort of sway over your biggest detractor. I don't know if she necessarily thinks that you were better than like her beloved cicada chorus but she really appreciates that you like included them mm-hmm. um so now now that we are after the show we do reach the power of your performance we have um let's see uh eight potential acts of power that i'm going to just read out real quick um uh let's see Acknowledge or celebrate a change in the circus's roster. I don't think there has been one, though. Captivate someone in the audience by name. Captivate the audience as a whole, inspiring them to largesse. Generosity. Change someone's fortune by name. Give this place its voice. Hold, advance, or turn back the season of this place. Um, just for reference, the season of this place is currently uh, like high summer, which is sort of a, sort of a stagnant summer, as it were. Um, turn the circus's course toward the other world or turn the circus itself towards somewhere or toward winter. So each of you chooses one of these. Um, and let's see, let me just, where is that by the way? Um, I don't think it's on your sheet. Yeah. Um, 
So basically, like, skip almost entirely to the end, like, page 55. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You know what? I, um... Yeah, you know what? I, I think I did this technically out of order, so I do apologize. But it does say, so once per show, each of you can use choose to use the circus's power so it didn't have to be at the end right here okay. I, I apologize for that it could have been it could have been at during your things like you had originally said that's okay so this I, was fun too good. yeah um so basically each one of you like chooses and announce is what your active power is and then call for a show of hands if the other players are unanimous in support it's the strongest possible active power with the full intent of the circus behind it if it's a tire majority support then it's a strong active power um and, or if it's a majority or unanimous against it's still an active power but it's weak or from the circus point of view misdirected so and each person can only cast a total of two supporting votes per show but also there are three of you yeah. So you can you can support both of the choice of the other person's choices of the other people's choices if you want, but also because it is interesting to get variety, I don't want you to feel like you would be like insulting anyone by not backing them up on it. So first off, I guess let's just start with the person who had already established what she wanted to do, which is Vanessa. Yes. Yes. Um, I wanted to captivate the audience as a whole, inspiring them to generosity, more or less. So okay. to give us more money. Okay. Both of you, are you in again? Are you for or against this? I'm for. I'm. I'm for more money. Okay then. <laughs> also, Moonhead just... is nothing if not a showboat. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. This is, I would say this is, I'm just reading this. Technically, the bonds of power are not supposed to be used outside the performance. So let's just say this is kicking in, like, as you are doing, like, the final, like, uh, like bows, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, um. I keep thinking of the move that, uh, my performance, my little act, as kind of like the Terry Pratchett movie magic thing. <laughs> yeah. As long as the cameras are rolling. Yeah. I'm just noted. I I can potentially make turns and stuff for like NPCs and have them vote too. I think it's. I think let's keep this simple for now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So okay. So for largesse, if it is in unanimous support, then what do you get? Hold on. Share Unanimity freely what they have in plenty and also impoverish themselves of what they ha hold dear. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so, um, after, at, like, as, after this performance, you are going to get, like, fucking bushels of, like, <laughs> goblin market shine. <laughs> yes. Is what's going to happen. So many shavings. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what they, and, like, what they hold dear as established is, like, sincerity. So I think that, like... I think that, like, maybe after the show, people are going to, like, come up to, like, sh like someone is probably going to come to Sinead and be like, hey, like, I understand this. I lost a parent, too. And, like, maybe gives you, like, a trinket or something reflecting that. I think Aww. that, like, Madame Croakthrower is really going to, like, open up to scurvy afterwards. Aww. And, like, you know, sh like, share, like, uh, that really meant a lot to me. Aww. Um and you're probably and i <laughs> there's one last thing and i'm going to save it for after the rest of this has been <laughs> concluded actually i see uh now next one up uh who else wants something 
I, I think I'm going to go with Change Someone's Fortune by name, and I, that is going to be Ooh. Sinead. Oh! <gasps> okay. Because I um, think that has good synergy with... Yeah, let me just double check that it can be someone in the circus. It, yeah, if oh, it can. Otherwise, I will do Captivate someone in the audience, but if it can. No, it's fine. Okay. We just throw Sinead into the audience temporarily. Okay, let me just... Let me just, um, yeah, actually, if you choose another place character, they can accept or else they can demure and have you make a different choice instead. So cool. Um, Hell yeah. So first name them, then name the way you want their fortune to change. You can change anything about them except their nature and their past, their form, their seeming, their luck, their health, their circumstances, the privileges they enjoy, or the limitations imposed upon them. Oh, actually, so their nature and their past are the two things you can't change. The rest are things you can. Oh, man, there's so many things. So many things I could do. I guess the obvious one would be the jacket, but since that just happened, it was a really big dramatic thing. Um, mm. You know, I, I, I think I'm going to change their luck. I think I I want Sinead to, to find fair father, and I want to help nudge that along. Okay. Um, all right, so what are the votes for that? I want it! I accept. <laughs> okay, okay. Unanimity <laughs> means the change you describe comes true in the absolute, and that your subject, this place, and the people here, if appropriate, are already beginning to forget that it used to be otherwise. I think, I think how this, I think how this plays out, Sinead, is, hmm, I don't know how it would manifest right here and now, but I think that wrench is a bigger clue than you think it is. Ooh. I'm, I'm I think, willing... Yeah, I'm willing to take that. Yeah. Um I think that like I think that as I think that like as like they as like the clapping all is going on, you like some you like become aware of it. You are filled with more hope than you were before. And you're already oh. pretty hopeful. So Aww. And I, I think <sighs> as this happened, Moontide is going to say, um, like another round of of applause for our Sinead and may may luck smile on fair fortune. Yes. Ah uh, uh, Sinead blushes. <laughs> and well then, Sinead, what kind of active power do you want to exercise? Okay. I want to give this place its voice. Okay, let me see if there's anything you have to clarify before the voting. Any majority means this place can speak freely in its own voice. Ask the MC what it says. So, um, is anyone for or against it? I want to know. I'm for it. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> okay, this is kind. This is kind of what I expected would happen, but I have yeah, no problem. Yeah, because there's only the three of, of us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so unanimity means that furthermore it can act for the moment oh. on its own behalf oh, oh shit okay <laughs> ask the um mistress of ceremonies what it does okay do? um oh my god this what is really do? interesting what's this market going to do you chose a really <laughs> in- here's the thing i didn't give much attention to like give this place its voice Ooh. that's a really interesting one now that <laughs> you're actually using it, so let me Give give me a minute to think about this one. Oh, I love this. Um, I love this so much. Okay. So, um, as you are all like, you know, taking your last bows and the last, um, like, like cheers and stuff, somewhere in the distance, out in like the body of the market, you can hear faintly but very clearly this sneeze. And then there is sort of 
even during the performance, there's sort of been this like background murmur of voices talking, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, After the sneeze, everything sort of goes quiet. And then in this one voice that sounds like a crowd, like a thousand people talking at once, um, it's, you hear a voice say like, all right, market's over, everyone out. And then the market starts packing itself up. Um, It is, you are creatures of like the wild and the myth and stuff. You've heard stories about like worlds ending, about like a, about like a wolf eating the sun and all that. This is obviously a much smaller scale, but it very is, it feels the same way. Uh, Stalls are like packing themselves up. Um, Money is like jumping into uh, like safes uh entire uh like uh, like <laughs> in entire like stands like constructed out of wood are like sort of like tidily folding themselves away and then meanwhile everyone who was like not a proprietor is getting like shooed out you can't really <laughs> see what's shooing people out but like it's definitely happening you can feel it like at your backs um you like like the like the like the money you have accumulated is being thrust into your arms in like a big tidy sack with like a receipt like shoved in and you are being politely but firmly escorted outside the premises. And um, as you like, like as you sort of like hustle out of the market, um, uh, you are sort like, there's this huge clamor, like, you know, people running and shouting and then you are left in a crossroads in the meadow. And there are certainly, you know, a bunch of carts milling about. There are people um, who have, you know, who are like sort of sitting around and taking stock of their situation, but the market is no longer there. Ooh, I love it. Um, and And the king who, uh, he was not moved at all. He was, ju- he's just like sitting in his throne at like the same spot. <laughs> he just sort of like, he's like, well, he sort of like shakes himself off, sit- gets out of his throne, straightens up, like walks over to you. Um, he, uh, um, he just, uh, like does a dainty little clap and says, fantastic performance and finished just in time. I do love the goblin market, but I don't love when it dawdles too long. So, I will, of course, be retiring to my court to uh, take account of my uh, tribute, though I believe that two of you are still owing at this point. Um, so, Scurvy did pay their tribute ahead of time. Um, but for Moontide and... Um, Sinead, um, how are you going to pay tribute to the regent? Um, and it doesn't have to be fancy because you have just had your earnings in fairy coin kind of shoved into your hands as the market was wrapping up. Do you just like give him a cut of that or something a little more personalized? Okay, so I have an idea. I don't mm-hmm. know why I would want to save money. And yeah. it would make a lot <laughs> of sense to save money. But yeah. What would a rubbing of the uh, uh, of the wrench do? Would that be hmm. would that be like enough, like a piece of my story? 
That, yeah, sure. That, that's totally yeah. fine. But, oh, a shaving of story. All right. He folds it up, tucks it into a little pocket or something. <laughs> um, and uh, Moontide, how about you? How does the Nightmare Horse pay debts? How indeed. I also like the <laughs> I also like the idea that maybe if you've had a lot of like if you're all getting like stuff just sort of shoved under your arms, you've suddenly got just like saddlebags. <laughs> that could be. That could well be. One of my trappings is a traveling kitchen, tidy and spare, with labeled jars of delicate spices and many fresh novel things. And I think I am Ooh. going to gift the king with some like Various spices. Ooh, excellent. Ooh. Oregano. Interesting. <laughs> um, well then, I shall uh, retire to my court and see uh, where that tent I had got off to. See you uh, next time this happens. And he sort of like saunters off. There are still some people sort of milling around uh, after this. I think that... Uh, so are there, is there anything you want to do before you just, like, get back on the road again? Well, well there's one thing that I it... have to do before we get back on the road yeah. again. Yes. Moontide has a <laughs> date. <laughs> yes, you do. So we sort of reach in the end of an episode. I don't know how much you want to play this out, but, like, uh, how do you go about this? Where is uh, Plain Jane currently? What is she doing? Uh, she is sort of standing around looking a little bit befuddled. I think in the process of everything, she was just kind of a customer and she did not have a lot, a lot of stuff to like get shoved into her hands and stuff. Mm -hmm. And her like sort of impromptu retinue all got sort of tossed away. And so she is, she's just kind of standing there in the, in, in the meadow wearing her like sort of burlap cloak, but also like as, as she's kind of like pearlescent in general. And it is like, it, it's reflecting a little bit off of the starlight, I think. <laughs> I see. So, um, Moontide is going to turn to Sinead and Scurvy and say, um, I have one bargain left to settle at this market. Uh, wait for me, please. <laughs> and, and then they'll <laughs> approach uh, Plain Jane. Oh, that was... Uh... That was quite a performance uh, by your friends there. And of course, it wouldn't be the same without uh, you. Why, thank you. I... Oh, God. I was going to say something, and then my brain just stopped. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, I think that, like, she says, like, uh, because... So here's the thing. She was inspired to largesse, is the thing. I see. And she, like... She, like um, and she, like, impoverishes himself of what she holds dearly, which, as established by this place, um, is sincere. It's like, now that everything is over, there is uh, something I must uh, confess to you. And she pulls off uh, her hood, and underneath, like, like, you could see most of her face already is the thing. She's got sort of like a cute bob of uh, very light hair, but you can also see that she has, like, a very she has like she has a crown made of flower petals specifically like lily petals um oh. my name is not plain jane i am princess lily of the valley <gasps> moontide does their best to appear surprised um <laughs> politely politely it's not quite a lie <laughs> um and they they lower 
their head and say, I, I thought it likely that such a beautiful flower um, could be more than a mere commoner. Um, oh, well. <laughs> so, um, I, Scurvy so and I, Sinead just eating popcorn in the distance. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what, Scurvy just so patting like, Sinead's shoulder, like, it's okay. Don't worry. They're, they're just Sinead, like this. They're just God, like, I no. wish that were me. You know? <laughs> like, so, like, so do you just, like, treat her to, like, a moonlight horseback ride? I'm half tempted to show her my true form, but that would probably scare her. So uh, that like that, I feel like that would that would be cool thematically, but I think it's probably mm. best that I that I simply give her the ride that I promised her in my gotcha. current form. Okay, <laughs> and it and I will say it is certain like I like you've got the stars, you've got the bugs, um, and fireflies <laughs> dancing around. Yeah, you. Um, it is still a little bit. There's a little bit of awkwardness because like around this crossroads there are a bunch of people like still like in the process of getting their bearings and like like counting up their money and stuff. Oh yes, so you know how there was one there was uh you know how needles things was the one like actual building mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Um after everything clears away, it's like the um um like it was like the only one left, but then like maybe a beat after everyone else had like been chased off, it just raises itself up, up on chicken legs and starts walking <laughs> up towards the horizon. Oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> <Bye, bro. laughs> bye, bye, man. Uh, just scare, 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 scare. So, um, uh. So obviously, with that all taken care of, uh, anything else? Or are you ready to hit the road again? I, I think that's about I, it. About yeah. Scurvy's okay. always ready for the next performance. Well, uh, then you uh, get into your, uh, you know, all your carts, get ready to go. Uh, I have um, so there are a couple questions I have to ask of you. Um, uh, however, half of them are. Um, talking about like where you're going to perform next which is normally something we would have already established but i'm just going to say i am breaking this rule here because i want to leave the door open for us working something out for the next time we play this because it feels like there is going to be a next time we play this yeah it feels really all of this this is really fun i don't want to tie us down too far in advance but there is one thing i do need to ask you how do the events of this show affect you who's stepping toward winter and who's stepping towards summer Um, I think, uh, I'm firmly in bold right now. I don't think I'm stepping towards. Okay. Uh, But, uh, especially with that boost of confidence before. That makes sense. Uh, but I do think that this has affected me in making me more anxious to, uh, seek out my goals. Mm. Uh, more anxious to like it's recentered me on the path to get to my dad. Okay. So I think How about Oh yeah. I was going to say I think for Pier Moontide, um Pier Moontide is likely stepping toward winter because um Ooh. first of all they were still pretty grievously 
insulted <laughs> uh, during this. They had to work pretty hard. They embarrassed themselves a few times in the process of, you know, pulling this whole thing off. And then also they have been reminded and reminded themselves that Sinead has a mission and that mission might eventually take them away from Fairy. Aww. Well then, um, uh, what what about you shifts when that happens? Mm, what imagery are you switching out? <laughs> I think, hmm, like every everything is good for the summer imagery. Yeah. imagery. Um, so so to remind my summer imagery, which is on, I, I would say that's how. Um, <laughs> Moontide started out at the beginning is um, hyacinths, specifically the scent of hyacinths, um, shaggy mm. hair, smoky gray, richer, elegant clothing, and androgynish. Um, gotcha. And the step toward winter that I'm taking is going to be... I think I'm going to go with from androgynish to queerish, which in... in okay. Moontide's case, they... They start to look a little more otherworldly. They look more distant, um, kind of. Uh, how gotcha. to describe it? Almost. I think I an, an air of less stability. Gotcha. Mm. And I I do like the idea that maybe this change becomes evident, like as you return from your ride with the Lily of the Valley. Mm. Maybe she has like put some flowers in your hair or something, Aww, and it cute. gives you a different it gives you a different vibe. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Um, then, Scurvy, you're in full winter right now. Are you going to stay there, or are you going to take a step back towards summer? Uh, definitely a step back towards summer. Um, okay, then what is changing? I think in this case, uh, because for my winter, I picked, like, legitimate fancy clothes. Uh, now is mm-hmm. back into parody fancy clothes. <laughs> gotcha. Like, <laughs> like, as, like, do you, like, step off, do you, like, change as soon as you're back in your cart or is it like the change has somehow happened like between shots suddenly Um, scurvy's clothes just look cheap (laughs) (laughs) that's honestly what i was thinking like all the nice like glittery stuff is just sequins now um yeah honestly i was imagining it kind of like as scurvy is walking back to their cart um like any like fancy like embroidery and embellishment starts to unravel and fall off and it starts to like gotcha. be replaced with like little like <laughs> ju- like plastic jewelry and stuff like that <laughs> excellent okay cool the idea of an embroidery unraveling while you move is so like poignant mm-hmm. i yeah. love this um all right and then um well you've got your carts you've got the road surely there are other people out there who are uh, in need of entertainment. So, the circus under hollow hills trundles down along. Yay! And thank oh. you all for playing. Oh, yes? Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, the clapping! <laughs> Gotta clap! <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you so much for playing with me. Um, you all were fantastic. Made a lot of good choices. A lot of good bad choices, too. <laughs> Um, I, the best the, I gotta I gotta give acknowledgement to the dice obviously they without them all this couldn't be possible um, obviously big thanks to Vincent and Midway Parker both for making this and making this available to us before it's full release it's, it's mm-hmm. I, I love all your stuff and this is some of my favorite 
things. Um, and again, I do want to give credit to the other actual play podcast um, feelings first, just because they were the ones who uh, turned, who like made me realize how this game can do things. Um, and of course, thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you had a great time. I know I did. Um, and I, I think that's it. This is a great game and we'll, we'll probably play more later. Maybe when it's got a full release, maybe earlier if we're more impatient. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I really would love um, to get any, back to it. Yeah. Any closing notes we want to make before we go? Um, I did want to say that I think that Scurvy is a little more sincere now. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> since, well, since Sinead, you know, was trying to help out Scurvy and Scurvy did mess up their performance and then they got to rehear the tale of what's happening with them and I gotcha. uh, or with with Fair? With with Faye, yeah. Faye, yeah. there we go. I Thank think. you. Um and um and I do apologize if I've been like slipping on that also. Yeah, absolutely. With all of us this is a new pronoun that that we've been trying out so <laughs> I, it's totally i like it okay. a lot it's really okay. i really like it but um so pretty mm-hmm. but um definitely uh scurvy finds himself more inclined towards the uh the justice of Sinead's uh claim <laughs> and is probably for next time going to be more actively trying to uh help them uh cool help find a father that's really cool. As will Moontide, yeah. but they'll also be depressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, with all of that, I'm honestly not certain what our next episode is going to be. We've been doing some back and forth about that. Either way, I hope you'll join us uh, next time on Big Gay and Nerds. And until then, stay big, gay, and nerdy. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Blood Hands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Neon Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.